If it hasn't been already apparent so far, one of my favorite things to do is to have conversations and hear people's stories. But I also love to hypothesize. Deadpool from Marvel or Lobo from DC? But I think one of my all-time favorite hypotheses that I love to digest and work my way through is, would you actually survive in an apocalypse? And that's exactly what we're talking about today. We're asking all our guests, do you think you would honestly survive in an apocalyptic situation and why? Here on Behind Every Story. What's up, everybody? My name's Jason, and this is Behind Every Story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening here. I love stories. From comic books to films, songs to jokes, sitting around a campfire with your best friends, or sitting in an audience with strangers being enveloped by a storyteller's story. I love hearing people's stories. And even more so than that, I love hearing the stories behind those stories. This show is the proverbial director's commentary on the movie of life. This is episode 7 of 50 of the COVID-50. Before we begin, a note of warning. The topics we explore on this show may not be suitable for all listeners. This podcast deals with real people and real stories. These stories may contain and deal with graphic language, adult themes, sexual content, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. This week, we're asking, do you think that you would honestly survive in a true apocalyptic situation? Now, when I wrote this question, there is a backstory to it. But when I wrote the question, I worded it just like that, in a true apocalyptic situation. I didn't want to narrow anyone's field of view or their concept of what an apocalypse is. When I think of apocalypse, I think of zombies. Sorry, but that's where my mind goes. Maybe I've watched too many zombie movies. Maybe that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. But there's a metric ton of different scenarios that an apocalyptic situation can be. And I didn't want to narrow the playing field of what someone would expect that to be. So quite a few people, when I asked them this question, asked back, well, what kind of apocalypse? And I'm cutting all of that out, <laughs> mostly for time's sake. But essentially, I'm telling them what I just told you, that this is up to them to decide what that means. The reason I asked this question is because I think us couch ninjas, us D&D playing video game masters and gun enthusiasts and things like that, we all kind of wish for this kind of apocalyptic situation so we can be Mad Max, so we can be Ash Williams from Evil Dead, so we can literally be the hero of the story. And we all like to think that we are the hero, but in a true do or die, everything's gone to hell situation, do you think you would survive? We've all had the conversation thinking that we would be the hero, that when someone asked us, what would you do in the apocalypse? Well, I'd bar up the house or I'd go grab all the food possible and things like that. But living in the times that we are right now, where we saw the mad rush to the grocery store for toilet paper and some food, it kind of opens your eyes to see what would actually happen. And these are just the the ribbons on the basket of the Christmas morning of what something could happen. 
But we all have sat there and answered these questions and thought about it, maybe even planned for it. I know I have. I have a plan in case zombies come to life. Uh, and I have walked through this with my wife in my house, how we could survive in the apocalypse by storing food and water and things like that. But what really brought this question to life was I've had conversations with people who think they would be the Mad Max, who think they would be the Ash Williams. And knowing them, I have to close my eyes and tilt my head and bite back the urge to say, you can't even go up the stairs without breathing heavy. And I'm not going to lie. I fall into that category as well. I try to jog in the morning, but some days I don't want to. And I'm not as physically fit as I could be. And I think that would be a big hindrance. So when I hear people saying they would absolutely survive the apocalypse, but I look at them and their reasons are, well, I've been playing video games all my life and I know how to run around things. Or I would be an awesome with guns. And then I ask them, well, how much training have you had with weapons? And they said, oh, well, I've, I haven't got around to it yet. I'm not knocking anyone out there. I think this is one of those topics that is super fun to talk about and hypothesize about, but I'll be honest. Do I think I would survive? Probably not very long. I think I would try. I think I would be able to stand my ground. Um, typically in shit hit the fan kind of situations, my mind becomes really clear. I tend to panic about stupid little things and I freak out about dumb little things, but when stuff really hits the fan, my brain gets really scarily clear. So I think I would be able to at least start surviving. Uh, I already have food prepared in the basement. I have water prepared. I, uh, for lack of a better term, we are very safe in our house. And we have go, we, we have go bags. We have, we have other tactical things um, around the house. But again, I think I'm falling into the couch warrior with this mindset. I haven't trained to run out of the house at a moment's notice. I haven't, I don't have a military background. I, I am not in the best shape. So do I think I would survive? I think I would try to, but I don't think it would last very long. I, I wish I could say different, but sadly, I think that's the truth. I think if anything, I would survive the hardest to make sure my family was safe. And I would do everything I could to make sure they were taken care of and safe and away from harm. And I think overall that would drive me more than anything. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear everyone's answers about whether or not they would survive a true apocalyptic situation and why. My name is John. I'm an artist and a locksmith. I am from the west suburbs of Chicago. <laughs> well, I mean, it all depends on the scenario, man. I mean, uh, uh, I guess no, probably not <laughs> in a true, whatever your definition of a true apocalyptic event is, because I'm not super athletic, you know, so I don't have a good edge there. But 
if it's like a slow-mo one where there's like kind of like what we're going through now but all society collapses right and there's the opportunity to like create gangs you know and like tribes like i might do okay like i'm a I'm a funny guy. People like me, you know, I, and I do have a skill, you know, my day job is as a locksmith. People need shit broken into people need security. I could carve out a little niche for myself, but if we're literally just like running from zombies and or aliens, like, no, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. My name is Sarah. I'm a visual storyteller and culinary maven, and I'm from a podunk town in Iowa. Probably not. Only because I have a hard time being proactive and preparing properly. And while I want to, while there are things and there's situations and there's events that I know I need to prepare for. I don't feel like I've taken those proper precautions, even considering what we're going through right now. So at this moment, if we were to experience something cataclysmic, um, I'd do everything I could to protect my family. But uh, I wouldn't call myself a hero. I would probably say that a lack of preparation would probably do me in. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm from Elgin, Illinois, and I am a self-described geek, lover of life, and hopefully a good person to listen to. Um, I do. Um, <laughs> um, and and, and I, I think just mainly for the reason is that I've always kind of been the person that's gotten by. Um, I think I'm, you know, versatile enough and, and have some of the necessary skills that would survive, and I'm you know, hate to be like this. I'm pretty selfish. So I would really, really want to survive. And I, I don't think I just lay there and say, Oh my gosh, zombies come get me or do whatever. Um, I, I don't want to say, I think about it a lot. I'm not, I don't want to say nutty like that, but I have an idea what I would do if something happens. I I'm just always that kind of guy. I just, you know, I, I have to almost always prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And so I think I could do that. You mentioned some skills you have like what? Well, I think I'm uh, pretty good at cooking and I can, I can get around like that. And I think I can visualize what I, you know, break it down to what I need to do and prioritize that things to survive. I mean, what do you need to, what do you need to do? Do you need, you know, you know, are people, are you just like, you know, people are just like stay at home. I'm like, if, if, you know, maybe that's the best situation, maybe the best situation or the best idea is to get out of here um, and to go someplace and do things. So I think I have that ability to process that, all those, that information and make the right move and, you know, be able to, I hate to say defend myself, be able to do, do what I need to do to, to help myself and my family. Without being nutty, without being, you know, the guy with 5,000 guns and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, there's nothing against people who do that. That's not my thing. But, you know, you know, that I just don't think that would be, you know, I'm not sitting there living in the bunker for the rest of my life. But, you know, I think I could, you know, if something were really bad to happen, I think we could, I could make it or figure it out. So. My name is Rob. I am a content creator and content marketer, and I am from the Midwest in America. 
Oh, I think I would. I think I would. Uh, I'm smart. I'm resourceful. I, uh, I know where my limitations are. Like in my life, I haven't, I haven't shot a gun, but I know full well that if I needed to, if I needed to protect my family and it was an apocalyptic event, I would have no problem. I, uh, I know where I, I'm very comfortable in my skin and knowing where my lines are. Would I be able to survive? Sure. Now I'm 51 almost 52, <laughs> how long is that survival going to go? The older you get, the shorter that survival chance gets. Uh, do I think 50 is like, you know, middle age? Uh, well, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, but do I think that that I would be uh, an, a, 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 an older liability? No, not for a long time. So I think that I would survive pretty well. My name is Brandon. I am a software developer. I am from Elgin, Illinois. No. In a, in a true apocalyptic event, I don't think I would survive for long. Uh, I'm legally blind. I have a 10 degree field of view. And when you're looking at uh, an apocalyptic situation, uh, the first few weeks are going to be utter and total chaos. What will happen is food, the, the, the distribution uh, system will will crumble first, which means there's no food deliveries. We live right outside of major city, uh, Chicago, and you can't grow food on asphalt. So you got a few million people in Chicago that are going to be hungry and violent uh, because they're they're hungry and angry and they're they're just going to try to survive. Survival instinct will kick in. They're going to start flooding out into the the suburbs, which means they'll overrun us very quickly. If we can't get out fast enough during an apocalyptic situation it's going to be like Mad Max. You're going to have way too many people fighting over way too few resources. Um, and that's that's going to be very difficult, especially if you have a physical limitation like I have with um, a very narrow uh, vision. Uh, I'm also night blind and light sensitive. So, uh, And I wear glasses. I mean, just the list of things with my eyes just go on and on and on and on. So I, I can't necessarily see well enough to function in a fast situation where you're having to flee or move very, very quickly from a potential threat. Uh, so I, I don't think I would necessarily last very long. My name is Sean. I am a showman and entertainment business owner, and I am from Chicago. I think so. Um, I, I'm pretty like I, I'm like used to adapting to situations, and I think you know me pretty well. That like I'm I'm, I'm pretty decent in improvisation to whatever situation that kind of gets thrown my way. So, um, on top of that, I've seen a fair amount of episodes of the walking dead. So, uh, I feel like that, you know, we haven't reached, you know, zombie apocalyptic mode. Um, but you know, we are somewhat getting close, I think. Um, so I guess we'll see, but I think, you know, when it comes down to it, like if I have to make a tough decision, like I will. So I feel like I would survive decently well. But, you know, if we, you know, you never really know until the world truly goes to complete shit. So I'll let you know as soon as we get there, Jason. 
Um, my name is Marie. I am a eyewear specialist and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. I think in a perfect world where I am a healthy individual, I would survive because um, I think that's what I do. Like if I could go back to the original motto question, I think to put it plainly, like my motto would be to survive. Um, I am, I'm someone who I would constantly do what is needed to get done, but I also like to support people. So instead of like me being the hero, it'd be more like me supporting the group in order to benefit everybody. Um, yeah. I am Chris, I'm a director of photography, and I am from Chicago. There's this uh, awesome game that I used to play uh, that I just picked back up on, and it's called Left 4 Dead, and it's for people, it's a co-op game where they try to survive mm -hmm. a zombie apocalypse. I absolutely adore that game, and I've always loved the idea of surviving the odds, the incredible odds. Uh, Aside from that, I would like to think that I have the mindset of a person that will hopefully not freak out in the face of panic and to be able to see the opportunities that are necessary to make it. And I think very objectively. So I think like, okay, like how do we survive this particular moment and now the next mm -hmm. one and now the next one where some people might just fold emotionally and give up altogether. So I would like to think that I'd be able to make it for quite a while. The problem is, do I want to make it? Like, do you want <laughs> to be one of the survivors? Because at the end of the day, the only survivors are going to be like the toughest, meanest people in the world. The takers instead of Correct. the givers. Yes. My name is Zach. I am an IT professional. I am from Aurora, Illinois, but I live in Fort Worth, Texas. I believe so, yes. Um, I have somewhat of a half-assed plan put together. Um, I am a Second Amendment supporter. I do own guns. So uh, I'm, I'm strapped. I've got a go bag ready to go. In case of an emergency, I can grab the bag and go. Um, my idea, you know, probably like many Americans is go find a bunker in the woods and kind of wait out for a while until you've got to move. Um, but I would kind of collect the people I need to collect and uh, do what I've got to do to survive, whether that's, you know, take out the zombies or, you know, steal toilet paper from Karen because she has a million rolls, you know, whatever it may be. But um, essentially, I'm going to grab my go bag and head off to the woods and and try to communicate with people I need to, to rendezvous and uh, go at it from a kind of a team aspect because I, I don't think you can do it alone. My name is Mark Allen Fishman. I'm an artist and comedian. I am from Homewood, Illinois. The 
That is hard to tell. I would probably freely admit that I am not in the best of shape physically. I would love, love to say that I have the physical capability to survive some kind of apocalyptic zombie outbreak nightmare horror show. I'd like to think that my brains would make me more valuable to the team before the fit people beat me up and, I don't know, cook me on a spit. Um, I'd be like a really delicious corned beef, I imagine, at this point. Um, But I'm also a father and a husband. I've got three boys and whatever it would take to make sure that they're taken care of. I would imagine that that would force the fight or flight response. And for them, I fight. So um, I wouldn't go down without swinging. And I own 63 Nerf guns, so people would eat a lot of foam before I go down. So we all like to think that we're going to be the hero of our own story, but in the apocalypse, would you survive? I think I would survive in the apocalypse uh, for a pretty good uh while i don't think i'd be an end game survivor i'm at best a <laughs> a sidekick that dies that gives the hero a reason to fight <laughs> so why why do you think that um my body is my body sucks i've kind of broken it so when it comes to a long range running or being fast thing yeah that's no longer me <laughs> um uh so yeah and then in the survival situation you're gonna have to move a lot and stuff like that and unfortunately there'd be a time where i'd be like you know what i hurt i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna take a day for me okay and then brains because <laughs> i'm sleeping in the hammock or something like that at least there's a hammock in the apocalypse. Of course there's going to be a hammock in the apocalypse. God take it. I've already planned on the places that I would go. I'm just, you know, okay, I need this, I need this. <laughs> what would you go get first? And the hammock stuff. Hammock. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was obvious. <laughs> uh, what, but seriously, what would I pick first? I, I don't. I think I have enough around me that I think I would just honestly my first thing to do would just be get get somewhere away from population. Mm. Find the high ground, that kind of stuff. Well, being in Colorado, the high ground is numerous. Yes. Yes. I'm actually looking at the high ground right now. My name is Stella. I am a person that works with people, specifically sometimes as an event planner, and I'm from Chicago. So we all like to think we're the hero of the story. Uh-huh. But in a true apocalyptic event, would you survive? Oh, am I going to be the girl that's running towards like the killer in the the horror movie or (laughs) I want to think that I would, I'd be the hero and I'd save people, but I feel like I'd fall down a, like fall off a cliff or (laughs) it would be, how did she die? Um, 
you know, she went to the grocery store. She was trying to get Flaming Hot Cheetos. But she died happy. I mean, she got, she ate a whole fun size, family size bag. You know, there, there's a drastic difference between fun size and family size. That's why I changed it. I was like, it's got to be right. family size. <laughs> My name is Michael, and I'm a photographer-videographer in the Naperville area. I'm short, but I, I've thought about this, and the answer would probably be yes, because I understand where I would be at, but no, as if I got into a fight, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm done. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, I go to the gym. I, I'm pretty healthy, but realistically... In an apocalyptic scenario, what would happen is obviously the older and the weak would first go. You know, that's just kind of how it is. They can't defend themselves. The only thing they have is logistical power in their minds. And logistical power is only as good as the weight that they can bring or provide, which, you know, obviously is fighting power, information on how to grow food, wealth, all that Mm. kind of stuff. And once that particular segment dies, then it's just the strong and the smart. And the smart get smart enough to get the strong with them and the strong get too dumb where they kind of get together kind of like those, you know, like like Mad Max kind of thing. And they they really do a lot of bad for the overall good. And I think in an apocalyptic apocalyptic scenario, it really comes down to just how quickly we get into those particular phases and how you can survive through each phase because I'm I'm assuming in two generations the smart people are the only ones going to be left because they'll figure out a way to either get the strong people on their side or become strong enough to overpower the dumb people and I'm not saying that people are inherently dumb but they lack the necessary information in order to make educated decisions on how to survive even though they may say they do they probably don't and the people who really do really do does that make sense it does trust me i've, I've had these conversations over you know a lot of alcohol so i i know i i've done a lot of research on this <laughs> My name is Potato Johnson. I am an IT business analyst, and I am from Crystal Lake, Illinois. So we all like to think that we're the hero of the story, but in a true apocalyptic event, would you survive? Oh, fuck no. I'm dead. <laughs> I my, my immune system sucks. I get every goddamn cold that that is flying around and I will, I I like to think that I'd be the guy with, with the rifle, you know, running, taking care of people, but no, I'm going to get bitten and I'm going to (laughs) die. And I'll probably be knocking on your door trying to eat you. That's fair. You're, you're welcome to man. You're you're (laughs) always a welcome site. Awesome. Hello, my name's Dan. Uh, I'm a cartoonist, mixed media artist from Cambridge, UK. We all like to think that we're the hero of the story, but in a true apocalyptic event, think like 
whatever you think of the apocalypse being. Do you think you would survive? Um, depends if I knew how serious it was. I mean, if the, the government are playing it well by just telling everybody to relax and stay at home and everything, but obviously if people are kicking your door down, things are going to change. And I'd like to think in the situation I would, but you never know. You never know. We are Lauren and Ryan. We are wedding photographers, and we are from Chicago, Illinois. Ryan would survive. Here we go. <laughs> in a in a zombie situation or apocalyptic type situation, I definitely survive just because I've kind of been preparing for that my whole life. I mean, I was a Boy Scout, and I took that motto very seriously: be prepared. Right? Um, I'm I. At one point in my life, when I lived in Florida, I was certainly kind of the prepper type. It was more geared around, you know, the hurricanes. If there was a disruption due to a hurricane, I wanted to have adequate water. I wanted to have adequate food. I'm not so much in that same mindset now, although certainly this situation has kind of brought a lot of that back. So I would survive just because I know how to be outdoors. I know how to find my own food. I know how to hunt if I have to. Um, I know how to fish if I have to. I know how to garden if I have to. And, I, and, and I'm comfortable in those environments. You know, I'd be comfortable uh, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, with a tent and just the basic needs. Um, and I would work to make us more comfortable. But, you know, it's, it's, it's about that never give up mindset and having a little bit of know-how goes a long way too as far as survival skills. Lauren? <laughs> Um, so if, would I be able to survive the apocalypse? Uh, I definitely <clears throat> find myself saving people and in the back of my head, I've already thought this, that I feel like I'd be trying to help more people and I can definitely see that affecting me, um, and being my demise in a lot of ways because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, okay, we got to feed them. We got to take care of people. We got to find shelter. This person is suffering, right? So uh, Ryan knows this. I, I definitely put other people first before myself. So um, the answer is probably no, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, uh, but I know Ryan and he'd be like, nope, just follow me lead and we'll survive. So yeah. I got that going for me. <laughs> she, she'd invite all the people in. They'd eat all our food, rob us. And <laughs> kill us. <laughs> but I was just trying to help. <laughs> Go ahead. My name is M. I am a podcaster and a homeschooler, let's see, homeschool mom, and volunteer. And I am from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, hell no. I would, I, I like to think that I would die on the first day because I would just lay down. I would literally just like pill bug it and like fall on my back and just in a defensive pose and just lay there until somebody shoots me or something. I don't know. Um, in reality though, I tend to do my best, uh, as a, as a victim of, of a lot of childhood trauma. Um, I tend to rally when there's, um, chaos and when there's something that needs to be fixed. Um, so I think in reality, I probably would, 
problem solve the hell out of an apocalypse. But I think that in my head, I think of myself as someone who would just fall down and die. Does that make sense? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's two sides to it, but yeah, I think that um, I, I, I think that I would probably rally. My name is Brett, and I'm a writer and a musician, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I think I would survive in an apocalyptic event. Absolutely. I, well, at least for a while, you know, <laughs> if, if we're all being overrun by zombies, it might not last. But I, I don't have a moral. So I was, I watched the new Terminator movie, Terminator Dark Fate, the other night. And in the movie, the new Terminator from the future comes back, and then there's an augmented human that comes back. And they're down in Mexico, and there's this new lead character, and she is at a factory, and the two Terminators fight. The one augmented human is trying to save her life, and they barely escape. The Terminator from the future murders her brother in front of her. She sees full well that this Terminator can you know, be melted down, be crushed by a crane, be hit by a car, and be absolutely just fine. And she is hysterical and wants to go back and help her dying brother thinking she can face off with this Terminator and the augmented one has to drag her away from it and she can't leave and she's hysterical. I would never do that. I don't get like that in a crisis. In a crisis, I immediately become a better human being. I am terrible. I have ADHD. I am a disaster. If you wake me up on a regular day and give me nothing to do, I'm horrible. But in a panic mode, I am laser focused. I don't freak out. If I see blood, I don't freak out. In fact, like uh, there was one moment in college where I was in a car with my buddy and we saw a guy got hit, get hit by a car and on a bike and he went flying through the air, flipped end over end. I flipped open my phone because I had a flip phone, hit 911, handed it to my buddy. I was like, call 911, ran out the door and was checking on the guy before my buddy even realized what had happened and why I had handed him a phone. And I got back to him later and he, he was just like, I don't even understand what happened. And I tend to do that in crazy scenarios. So I don't think, you know, if my mom suddenly came running at me as a zombie and it was clear my mom was gone or she was, uh, you know, or a Terminator took the shape of my mom, but I could clearly see that she was like molten metal when she got hit with something. I wouldn't sit there and cry about it. I'd start hitting my mom with a shovel or blasting her with a shotgun. Like it wouldn't take me 20 minutes of emotional whatever to get to that point. So I think I'd do okay, at least initially in an apocalypse. One of my favorite aspects about this question is it's something that can provoke a prolonged conversation with your friends. I would love to hear what you guys think and what your friends would think in your conversation. So please email me at behindeverystory at gmail.com or send a voice audio clip and we would love to play it. But to be honest, I'm super interested in just hearing your thoughts on this. 
Stories make us feel all so much more connected to this world. Like no matter what's happening in your life or how alone you might feel, know that you're not alone. We're all in this big story called life together. And I think especially now, it's nice to hear that more than ever. Thank you so much for joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming app, as now we are on a bunch of them. So be sure to look us up and subscribe. And if you really like us, suggest us to your friends and family or just random people out there. And if you can, give us a little review. The more reviews we have, the more people will check us out. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Behind Every Story Podcast to stay up to date on all our new episodes. And you can always find us on BehindEveryStory.com. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place, even if that place is living in a wasteland apocalypse or a snow-covered Arctic tundra. Thanks to all the storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you to our guests this week, Brett, Bob, Brandon, Chris, Chris, Daniel, John, Lauren, and Ryan, M, Mark, Marie, Michael, Potato Johnson, Rob, Sarah, Stella, Sean, and Zach. I've been your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us again next week when I get to ask everyone what was the best dream they've ever had and what was the lasting effect it had on them. Join us again next time on Behind Every Story.